it's based on a true story. So I just wanted it to feel as real as possible. We lit in a way that the actors could do whatever they wanted. There was no money, there was no time. It's all about trust and it's all about communication. You're listening to The Real Story, a podcast that digs deep into how films get made. My name is Daphne Schmone. I'm a filmmaker and founder of Breaking Through the Lens. Today, we'll be speaking with Lucy Forbes, a British drama and comedy director whose credits include The End of the Fucking World Season 2 for Channel 4 and Netflix, and most recently, In My Skin for BBC Three, which won two Welsh BAFTA awards for Best Drama and Best Actress. This is how films get made. This is the real story. Lucy, it's so great to have you on the show. We're such fans of your work. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. It seems like we're entering this golden era for TV. I'd love to start by asking how you got started, how you first broke into the industry, and what in particular drew you to dark comedy? So I was always obsessed with television and film, like spent a lot of time watching TV and movies growing up. Um, And I mean, to be honest, I wanted to be an actress, but I wasn't very good. (laughs) And sort of, I did a sort of like joint course at university. I did sort of half sort of film and television and half basically performance. And so I spent a year trying to be an actress and I was a terrible actress. And then, but just really, really wanted to work in television or film. And ended up sort of coming through some sort of temping scheme, the PA to the head of light entertainment at the BBC. <laughs> and, and then literally just worked, you know, worked my way up, you know, as a researcher on shows, you know, I worked on a bunch of shiny floor game shows. I made some really bad documentaries, but it was when I was working kids TV, I got thrown a camera because there was no money for anything. And I was told to just go out and shoot. And then, you know, started shooting and really, really fell in love with it and um, worked in lots of different types of television, music television, sort of access documentaries. But it was when I got a job on a show called Big Brother. They had this offshoot of Big Brother called Big Brother's Big Mouth, which was basically a show based on the reality show. But it was quite anarchic. And we basically made sketches based around what was going on in the show that week. And every week, me and the team had to write four or five different sketches. So that's where I really, really fell in love with it. And so it was just, you know, that it was such a good training ground because we were just churning stuff out. There was no money. We had to think really creatively. We had to work really quickly. I mean, we were in most of the sketches. And then off the back of that, just really sort of wanted totally to do comedy um, and spent lots of years sort of making sketches for comedians and for comedy shows, short form sketches. But then it was when I met Kaylee Llewellyn and Neris Evans for In My Skin that everything changed. But I've always been drawn, always been drawn to dark comedy, always, you know, really interested in comedy and drama because, you know, they sort of walk hand in hand, you know, life is a comedy drama. It's not all lols. And, um, you know, there's something interesting about, you know, balancing out the comedy and drama and making it work. And, you know, I get so much pleasure out of making people laugh, but I also get so much pleasure out about really, you know, getting those really beautiful, dramatic performances that really make people feel things. Mm. And um, I really, really love that. Well, that was actually one of the first things that really struck me about your work was the performance that you get from the actors. It just feels so raw and real. 
and it's interesting to hear that you started off wanting to be an actress. Do you think that passion for acting influences your approach to directing? I, I think so in a way. I think it helps me to communicate with the actors because despite, you know, how a show looks, how you film it, the locations you choose, the most important thing is those performances and you know, being able to work with the actors and get those moments. Really, when it comes down to it, it's about faces on screen and connecting with characters and being able to feel what they're feeling. And I think probably my, you know, my training, it's definitely helped, but also it's sort of a crutch, but also a sort of superpower as well. I'm sort of, I'm hyper empathetic. Mm. You know, I feel like I, I've, I can really, those little tiny moments, I really know in my head, I've got a really clear idea of what I want to get and how it needs to be. So I think that helps me as well, get those performances, because as I said, the performance is the most important thing. Speaking of great performances, In My Skin has just come out on the BBC, winner of two Welsh BAFTAs for Best Actress and Best Drama. Unbelievable show. For those who haven't seen it yet, and without giving too much away, can you give us a brief teaser of what it's about? It's a sort of pitch black comedy drama uh, written by Kayla Llewellyn, uh, based on her experiences of growing up as a teenager in Cardiff. But it's basically, it's a, it's a coming of age story that follows a 16 year old called Bethan Gwinduff, who's, you know, dealing with the anxieties of teenage life, plus dealing with a bipolar mother at home and an alcoholic father. And she sort of deals with it by lying to all her friends and everyone at school about what's going on at home. And she's also struggling with her sexuality. She's sort of falling in love with the most popular girl at school. It's one of those shows that, you know, will make you laugh and then it's going to punch you in the gut. It's definitely a roller coaster. It certainly is. I think I binged it all in one day and definitely laughed and cried substantially. Lucy, can you talk us through the process of how you got involved with In My Skin? Yes. So I sort of spent a long time in TV comedy world just trying to get my first sort of long form pilot and, you know, been to endless meetings with endless production companies and it always came down to, well, you just don't have the credit and so we won't give you the break. But then it was when I met with Kaylee Llewellyn, who's the writer of In My Skin, and Neris Evans, who is the executive producer from Expectation. And I totally fell in love with the script and it was just one of those meetings where I just went in over-prepared. I had really, really clear ideas about how I wanted to do it. and. Also, the big thing for me is that I knew what bipolar looked like. I had experiences of bipolar growing up. And for me, it was just so important that that was sort of projected in an honest and authentic way on screen. So just talking really passionately with Kaylee and Nerison, you know, we all, we all wanted the same things. And I was really lucky that they gave me the chance. Tell me a bit about the development process then. How long were you prepping before you moved into production? I mean, there was no money, there was no time. Really? Yeah, the pilot, there was no money, there was no time. We would go up to Cardiff and do the odd casting. Then off the back of that, we would do a bit of location scouting. But sort of all the prep times, if it was all shoved together, it was two weeks, but it was spread across. Wow. It was crazy, but because I loved the script so much, you know, I just worked on it as much as I could. I just went over the script a million times and just wrote notes on notes on notes on notes on notes. And we just dived into it. Incredible. 
So at what stage did it get picked up by the BBC? Or was it already commissioned by the BBC beforehand? No, we did the pilot and the pilot was, you know, really, really well received. Um, the BBC commissioned it pretty quickly, actually, after the pilot came out, I think maybe a month after. And they commissioned four more episodes. But yes, it was, it was pretty quick. The lead actress, Gabrielle Creevy, was just incredible. I mean, her performance hits you to the core. How did you find her? She was straight out of drama school. We had an amazing casting director called Rachel Sheridan who found our cast for us. You know, it's a young cast. We wanted a young, really authentic Welsh cast. So, you know, the big thing for me is I wanted the show to feel real. You know, real teenagers, a real sort of like outskirts of Cardiff feel to it. But I mean, Gabrielle blew us away straight away. I mean, her casting was unbelievable. So she hadn't done much before this then? No. Wow. No. We're very lucky to have her. We're very lucky that we grabbed her at the start. She's extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary. She really is. Did you work with improvisation at all on set? Yes, we did. We did a lot of improvisation. Like it was really important for me that the kids talked like real kids. You know, the high school experience is something that's been covered so many times. And I feel like quite a lot of shows that sort of feel the same way. And I didn't want it to feel like that. It's based on a true story. So I just wanted it to feel as real as possible. And so, you know, we actually, we lit in a way that the actors could do whatever they wanted in a space. So we could be reactionary to what was happening, um, especially when it came down to Trina, um, played by Joe Hartley, who plays the bipolar mother. Mm. She's like, in real life, she's the most sort of bubbly, friendly, lovely woman. And so I literally locked her in a room on set. <laughs> it was such a big thing for her. And she, I wanted her to just get in her head. So we wouldn't block with Joe at all. We wouldn't really bring her on set. We'd literally shut her away. I would go and give her a few notes. And then we would open the door and let her in and see what happened. Mm. So yes, lots of improvisation. And what was so great about Gabrielle, especially, is that she's so good at listening to what's going on in the scene and reacting to what's going on in the scene. Because there were so many times that things were completely different from one take to another, especially when it came to Joe, And she could just completely go with the flow and follow what was happening so adeptly. So, I mean, we're so lucky to have her. I guess that's quite a unique skill to be able to react so quickly, to improvise like that and work off the cuff of what's happening or changing in the scene. Is that something you looked for then specifically in the auditions? Yes. So all the sort of main characters were brought in and we did improv casting basically. So we brought in our top three and put them in a room together and saw what they could do. Like Alad Stefan, who plays Priest, is an un unbelievable at improvisation. Mm. And Poppy Lee Fryer, who plays Lydia, again, is incredibly talented improv, as is Gabrielle. But what was great is there was such an ensemble and you could hear them getting into character and winding each other up before the scene. And they all sparked off each other so well. And, you know, that brought everyone else up in the room. And we were, we were really lucky. With both In My Skin and your last series, End of the Fucking World, you're working with teenagers, but in very adult scenarios. How do you approach that uh, relationship as a director? If I'm honest, none of them are teenagers. Okay, but that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The early, tw you know, early 20s. But um, 
it's all about trust. It's all about trust and it's all about communication. Mm. I think a big part of my job is working out the best way to communicate with lots of different personalities. And that's the crew as well as the actors, but it's just working out the best way to get the best performance. And some actors, you'll literally be able to say a word and they'll get it. Whereas others, you'll really intellectualize you know, your notes so they understand them properly and sort of really spell out the reasons why this would be the best thing for your character to be doing at the time. So you just have to work out the best way to deal with all these different personalities. So you're like a chameleon. Yeah, so it's, it's trust and communication. So did you have time to build that trust? Because in TV, it's moving so quickly and you're casting right before you're shooting. How do you go about building that trust? I mean, some, sometimes it is just, you just have to do it on set. Yeah. Most of the lead characters, you know, we would have had like big script discussions, big character discussions over the phone leading up to production. You know, you speak to them while you're talking about costume. You speak to them in, you know, hair fittings. You know, there's so many different stages where you have opportunities to get to know each other and especially in rehearsals. But it's something like in my skin, because it did, it was so quick, you're doing it as you go. It's just working out how to connect with those actors as quickly as you possibly can mm-hmm. and make them feel safe. They just need to feel safe and then they can relax and, you know, do the best performances they can. When you came on to the project, was there already a production company attached or was there, were you a part of the process of finding a production company to take this on? No, it was, script was done, production company was attached, and it was go, we're shooting in a month. Okay, which production company? Um, Expectation Media. Okay. Yeah, so Neris Evans, who was the exec there, had found Kaylee and commissioned Kaylee to write the script. And it was all it was all ready to go, which is different in film in that the director would have been mm-hmm. attached right at the beginning. Right. Um, but it wasn't that way around. And then when the BBC came on, How did you navigate that relationship? Were there certain aspects of the production that you had to fight for or did you have full control as a director? Okay, the show was a BBC comedy commission and it's very much a comedy drama. So especially for the pilot, there were pressures to lean in more to the funny and pull back a little bit more onto the drama. But we sort of, me, the writer and the producer were incredibly passionate about not having to mess with it because it's such a true, authentic story and it just didn't feel right to us. So, you know, but it's all part of the process and then we do work it out. And I think once the show went out, it was understood and received, you know, really, really well. So I'm glad that we pushed for it to be the way it is. I can imagine in TV especially, it's always sort of this dance between the director, the distributor, the writer. As you said before, managing those various relationships while finding a way to stick to your gut vision and the truth of of the story. It's such a collaborative process. And, you know, my experience with the projects that I've worked on, everyone that works on it really cares. No one's just showing up just to get a paycheck. Everyone really cares about the projects and really passionate about the project. And it's so much about picking your battles. Yes, yes. You know, am I willing to die on this hill for this thing? You know, sometimes it's like, no, it has to be this. But then sometimes you have to let little things go in order to win the bigger battles. So yes, 
it's a bit of a dance. I'm not one of those directors that's like, that's, this is my vision and it has to be this way. You know, it, my big like working mantra is don't be a dick. <laughs> you don't have to be a dick. You don't. You can't be nice to everyone. And then you get the best work out of everyone. Right. And so, and that's again with, you know, in the editing process, everything, it's just like, if you're not a dick, <laughs> everyone will work best they can. Um, and also when you really, really want to fight for something and you really, really feel that something's important, then people are going to be more responsive to you if you have been polite and nice to them along the way. <laughs> Such great advice. How fast were you shooting the episodes? And would you shoot an episode at a time or were you shooting two episodes at a time? Tell us a little bit about the actual production timeline. We have four weeks to shoot four apps. Wow. I mean, we shot it completely out of order. We just, it was completely location dependent. So, you know, the first three days we shot in Bethan's house and just did all the scenes from Bethan's house for the whole series in three days. But we were shooting, I mean, we were shooting seven, eight pages a day. Oh my God. Yeah, we were ripping through it. I mean, as I said, I wanted it to feel real. So it's very much naturalistic lighting, it's handheld camera work, but also it meant that we could rip through stuff. You know, we did not have time to put sticks on the ground. We didn't have time to beautifully light. Although the DOP Bennett expense did make everything look very, very beautiful. But with, you know, natural light and, you know, minimalist lights on set. But we had to work really, really quickly. Wow, seven to eight pages a day. I cannot imagine. And it does look so beautiful. In an environment where you are moving so fast, what sort of direction do you give the DOP in terms of framing, movement, lenses? How did you approach the look of the show? At the start of every sort of series, I, I like to write rules. Mm. So for example, like in my skin, it's based on a true story. So I wanted it to feel real. I knew we didn't have much time. It was Bethan's story. It had to be from her perspective. So we set out very early a clear set of rules on how we would shoot the show. And that determined where the camera would be. It's her perspective. So every shot of Bethan is clean. You'll never look at her from over anyone else's shoulder. And then every, everything that we see that's not Bethan is from her perspective. So it's on her shoulder. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, just those really, really simple rules. And sometimes it's really annoying. It's like, I wish we didn't have to look at this from Bethan's perspective, this scene. But it sort of forces your hand in a way. And I feel like that's what gives the show its uniqueness, is that we just stuck to those rules throughout. Mm -hmm. Were you using one camera or two cameras? One. Okay. And did you storyboard? No, we, we didn't have time to storyboard. Um, although I don't really, on End of the World, I think I storyboarded like two scenes and they were only really complicated sort of stunts, you know, blood popping visual effects in camera nightmares, which sort of had to be explained in great detail to the whole crew. No, so I would do shooting plans. There's this amazing app called Shot Designer, which basically lets you plot your characters within the set and and plot the camera. So I would, I would camera plot everything before I arrived on set. And sometimes it would change. And especially because, you know, our actors were moving freely to a certain extent, but just to have it in my head vaguely how we would cover each scene. Shot designer, sounds great. And I guess an app like that allows you to easily make changes and try different setups. Yeah, so you get like a little plan, you draw your set in, 
you put your characters in and you can move the cameras around, label the shots. I can't tell you how good it is. It's so helpful for me anyway, because I like to have a plan. Like I like to know vaguely what I'm doing. And it doesn't matter, you know, so much about directing is like what to do when the plan changes, because it's, you know, a prop might be an hour late. You've got to totally always be on your feet and be able to, you know, change and suddenly, you know, actually we can't shoot there now. We're going to have to do that scene that we were supposed to do in three days. You have to, you have to be, you have to be light on your feet. But for me, I like to have a clear plan when at least when I'm walking on set um, about what the day is going to hold. And also just really basic stuff like, right, we've got to do 40 slates today. Are we going to be able to get that done? You know, mm -hmm. maybe we need to drop some shots. It's just good to know ahead. So you survived the shoot, four episodes in four weeks. How long is the editing process then? And are you deeply involved with that? Yeah, oh my God, completely. So while we're shooting, the editor is in the edit assembling. And then I, you know, go into the edit a day or two after we finish shooting. And then I think we edited for like six weeks, maybe. Okay. And no, but yeah, I'm sat next to the editor and with the editor all day, every day until it's done. Wow. So the edit was actually longer than the shooting process. Yeah, we had like two months in the edit. But that's also sound mixing, that's grades, that's ADR, that's everything. So Lucy, take me to the Welsh BAFTAs. You win Best TV Drama and Gabrielle takes home Best Actress. What was that like? We were halfway through shooting the series and you know, we were a pilot and we were just so thrilled to be nominated. I mean, when we shot In My Skin, it lit, I'm not exaggerating, it rained every single day for a month. <laughs> and we were just, we had just been sanding outside in waterproofs for two weeks. Oh, gosh. And it was nice to put a dress on and put some makeup on and go to, go to a party. So we were just like, oh, isn't it nice to be out? But we'd sort of been joking because <laughs> we were, we'd been nominated for two awards. And we'd sort of been joking that, you know, it'd be nice to come back with a BAFTA bra. Like if, we, if we're going to come back, then we're going to come back with both. <laughs> I think before we went, in my head, I thought Gabrielle, who plays Bethan, I, I felt like she had a really good chance. But um, we sort of all sat down in the, in, in the auditorium and they played this video of all the work that had been out that year. And it was like halfway through, it's like, where's my skin? Like, why, why are they not showing it? Like, where is it? Where is it? And then towards the end, they showed quite a big clip of it. And then the little film finished with Gabby looking down the lens as she does at the end of the pilot. And I suddenly went, oh my God, I don't, you just had that feeling. I'm like, maybe we're gonna win. And it was, I think it was the first or second award. And we won, we were absolutely blown away. It bawled my eyes out, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. You know, it was such a passion project for all of us and it all meant so much to us. And we were just so unbelievably blown away and really, really proud that our little pilot had got the recognition. We were just so honored. And I was just so happy for the writer Kaylee and Gabrielle and, you know, the whole team. I was just so thrilled for us all. It was a huge, huge honor. What a moment for Gabrielle, her first real role after graduating from film school, and then she wins a BAFTA. She, she found out that she'd been nominated at the time, she's not anymore, but she was working in a cafe. And so she was like serving coffee when she found out she'd been nominated for BAFTA. Wow. Yeah, the writer sent her a message. She's just like, 
you know, in the middle of work in her uniform, can't do anything and just had to like see out her shift. Oh my God. And for Kaylee, given that this was such a personal story to her, also must have been just incredibly emotional. Oh, completely. And because I think, you know, it's her life story and I think it just shows such bravery. You know, she always says, write what you know. And I think she went, yeah, this is what I know. She's had so many messages post the show just from kids, from people that said, I wish this was out when I was a teenager. This would have helped me so much. And I think that's been incredibly rewarding for her. So lots of people reaching out saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So moving on to a bit more of a broad stroke, how do you think the the landscape of British comedy is changing? And where do you hope it'll go once we come out of this lockdown? Sadly, it's not going to go the way I want it to go. So, you know, there's definitely been a trend towards more comedy drama, comedy with a message, very much so. You know, stuff like Fleabag, Flowers, Russian Doll, they're all such great comedies, but they're also, they really have dramatic moments threaded in within them. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I really love those kind of stories with the darker moments as well as the lighter. I feel like there's going to be a classic sitcom boom after this. I feel, I really do. You know, people just are going to want to forget about the trauma that we're all going through. I imagine sort of a lot of broader comedy, classic sitcoms will be getting commissioned and through the door, I think. From the technical perspective, I guess this run and gun, moving very quickly style is going to have to change a little bit in this new environment we're coming into I was thinking when I saw the regulations coming out that TV is going to be hit the hardest because it does rely on moving so quickly and it's going to change, I guess, the whole approach. Yeah, it's going to be so complicated. And I think, Tia, you're right in TV is going to suffer because it's just going to take a little bit more time to get stuff done. Unit moves. In my skin, we were doing three, four unit moves a day some days. In the current climate, that's not going to happen, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Have you had discussions about future projects and picking up production again? Yeah, we've talked about it a little bit. I was sort of three weeks into production on my next project um, when it all got shut down. So we've been talking a bit about how we're going to do it when we get back to it. I mean, there's been talk of the whole crew and cast just quarantined for two weeks and then we all stay together and get it done. But then, you know, that's me not seeing my kids for 10 weeks or, you know, everyone's got family. So, I mean, I don't think that's particularly viable. You know, talking about colour coding, actors doing their own makeup, you know, we just have to wait and see what the government guidelines are. You know, the most important thing is like, yes, we want to make shows, we want to make content, but also people have to be safe. Looking beyond COVID, What advice would you have for new directors wanting to break into TV? The most important thing is just start doing it. Just start filming stuff. If you want to work in comedy, just start writing your own little sketches, filming your own little sketches, and just the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. I think this is the thing that I sort of 
struggled with a bit after I left uni. I just expected to like step out into the world and go, here I am, you know, I've just done this course. So obviously I can do this job, but you know, that wasn't the case. You know, you have to do your time. You have to work your way up the ladder. You have to learn. You can't just step on and just expect it all to come to you. Get a researcher's job on a TV show. You just got to like hound people and bang on doors. And I mean, literally just turn up at offices. You know, if you're not, if people aren't emailing you back, just turn up, hand your CV over in person. Like it's harder to say no to someone to their face. So true. Okay, wrapping up here, we always finish by asking what your top recommendation would be for a film or show directed by a woman. It's quite an old film, but I really love it. And it was a big inspiration for me for In My Skin. I would recommend that everyone watches Fish Tank, which is directed by one of my favourite directors, Andrea Arnold. And it's this hyper-social realism film following this sort of very volatile teenager and her relationship with her mother's boyfriend, played by Michael Fassbender. But it's just social realism at its finest. Like, it's raw and it's harsh, but there's so many sort of poetic moments of beauty in there. The performances are amazing. I love it. Such a great recommendation. I can see the similarities actually between Fish Tank and and the work that you do. Lucy, thank you so much for coming on the show. What an interesting conversation. We really appreciate you taking the time. My pleasure, my pleasure. It's been lovely chatting to you, my pleasure. You can follow Lucy on Instagram and Twitter at Forbes Forbes. And In My Skin is currently available on BBC iPlayer in the UK and will be available on Hulu in the States from 30th of July. The Real Story is produced by Ellie Aiken, with original music by Boris Laban. Brought to you by Breaking Through the Lens, a pitching initiative which connects female and non-binary directors to finance at the Cannes Film Festival. For more info or to get in touch, visit our website, therealstorypodcast.com. I'm Daphne Schmone. I'll see you next time.